killer's still loose, you know. You're saying somebody else killed Tina. Who? I don't know who he is. But he's burned. And he wears a weird hat. And a red and green sweater, really dirty. And he uses these knives, like giant fingernails. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. He loved booby traps for some reason. Oh, it's fine, you hysterical woman. I think I know where wet dreams come from. No, Carol Baskin. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. I'm so used to Sam, you know, trying to find some way to tie it into the movie that you're just, you're, you're calm, docile, the greater good. It kind of throws yeah, me no, for a loop. I, I really considered it, uh, but I didn't want to scare my children. <laughs> That's fair. In, should be in their beds. Should be, right? Should be. That's fair. Okay. So, yeah, this is episode 402. Once again, no Sam tonight. He is still on vacation. And we wish him the best of luck with that. This is episode 402, and tonight we're talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street, the 1984 classic A Nightmare. I always forget the word A or the letter A, but it is A Mm -hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Most people do. Yeah, I think it's just kind of colloquially, colloquially. That's, I'm trying to see that. No, no, no. Don't change it. I'm not going <laughs> to try to fix it, but you know what I'm saying? Like we just say nightmare on Elm oh, Street. Yeah. 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 I am Sean Allred and joining me tonight is Andrew blood volcano. Jimison. You know it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey everyone. Um, and Sean. Yeah. Um, Sam's not here, and I I missed this last week, so I'm I'm gonna kill you in this week's episode. Okay. Uh, for Sam, this is uh, this is in his honor. Uh, I'm just not gonna wake you up at all. I'm gonna fall asleep, um, just like Johnny Depp, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna wake you up at all. That's it's pretty pretty easy. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Just let me let me go. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I'm gonna sleep through the alarm clock. It snooze a couple times, maybe. Yeah. yeah. That seems uh, that seems like the most lazy way to kill a person. It's ever. very lazy. <laughs> yeah. Just doing nothing. Yeah. But that's that's on brand, I think, with uh, yeah. with us. Um, oh, that was a mystery voice. Who is that voice? I don't know. Well, I will tell you who that is. She is making her cheap seat reviews debut. It is Lindsay. She home alone the house. Washburn. <laughs> that's a good one i like that analogy yeah <laughs> but i'm very very excited to be here and i'm very excited to talk about this movie so oh I'm, I'm i'm super stoked to have you uh on here as well you have an awesome youtube uh uh show that you do it's really fantastic everybody should go subscribe to her youtube channel right this second like just stop listening to the show and go subscribe to her youtube channel it's awesome <laughs> um so yeah, nightmare a nightmare on Elm Street, 1984's, 19, 1984's. I don't know why I repeated that. A nightmare on Elm Street. I'm so like 
jazz. I think I had more caffeine today than I normally do. So like, <laughs> like usually like one sweet tea or like one Coke is like usually my max for a day. I don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Like that's usually it. So at dinner had we had, seven? we do what? You had seven? I had four and a half or so, four or five. Wow. I was very thirsty. So I have a lot of caffeine happening in me right now. So I apologize if I talk. Maybe you'll have to put this episode on like that half speed and I'll sound normal. <laughs> Which, by the way, you neither know, actually, one of you, have you guys ever listened to a podcast at like faster than normal speed? Mm-mm. It's funny that you say that because literally yesterday I was riding in, in the vehicle with my kids and we were going, to, I think we we're going to go get lunch or something. And it, you know, the podcast is some, if I'm listening on my phone and I jump in and it's connected to Bluetooth, sometimes it'll just start playing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for some reason I had hit the button that it was at 50% speed and it was the funniest thing because we sounded completely trashed. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. You're not wrong. I do like hearing that. Maybe I should, uh, should find a little clip of us and do that and just to play it on the show. It is pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, there was a couple times where I, I have listened to a show at like 1.25 speed or whatever. Um, uh, not going to say why, I just did. Anyway, that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Uh, Andrew, what is this movie, 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street? A teenager Nancy Thompson must uncover the dark truth concealed by her parents after she and her friends become targets of the spirit of a serial killer with a bladed glove in her dreams, in which if they die, it kills them in real life. You know, honestly, that's like one of the best IMDb synopses we've it's, ever had. It, yeah, it's a little wordy, and I'm not sure about the grammar, but I agree. <laughs> it covers everything. It kind of does. Without giving too much away. Yeah. Yeah. So good good for them. I, I do appreciate that. So I guess uh, I've, I've, I've mentioned this multiple times on Twitter. This was my first viewing, and I think it was yes. the same for you, Andrew, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Oh, wow. as I was, as I was watching this, I wondered to myself, why, first of all, why have I not seen this until now? And second of all, there's a lot. And maybe cause I'm just a weenie and I haven't watched a lot of horror films. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, eighties horror films that I have not seen like pet cemetery, leprechaun. Like there's a lot of classic cult classic movies, I guess they are, but you know, a lot of movies. I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I haven't seen, um, what's the other? Um, Halloween. I, yeah, Halloween. I haven't seen the original Halloween. I've seen Friday the 13th. The haven't seen Friday the 13th. So there's a lot of these classic horror films that I just haven't seen. So They're pretty good. Every movie <laughs> that you just listed, except for Halloween, I have also not seen. Well, guess what we're doing this October, Sean? Yeah, we're going to be doing a bunch of them. <laughs> I kind of feel like like October and November is just going to be 80s horror months. You got to have a Return of the Living Dead in there as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did. <laughs> so we did a uh, last Halloween. We actually did a two-parter with another podcast where we did the, the new Halloween and hmm. then Halloween Kills. And... And I think we also did the original Halloween in there as well. Like it was a, right? Am I, I can't remember. We have done the original Halloween. Yeah, you and Sam did. I missed that episode. Oh, okay. I was gone or something. I can't remember what happened. 
So, but yeah, so I have seen uh, Halloween. I've seen that one a few times, the original Halloween. And then the new one, the remake, which I actually liked a lot. Uh, Halloween Kills, I really could stand to never see again. I, I didn't like it at all. Evil does tonight. Yeah, it, that, that movie kind <laughs> of annoyed me. Anyway, so yeah, we've not seen this. So, Lindsay, we're here. Uh, you are going to have to be our resident expert on this film, yeah. I think. Cause I'll, you, do, I'll try to do my best. Because I think you said you have like <laughs> several copies of this movie, right? Yeah, I have the whole series on VHS. Um, I've got two copies of the original because one was a media release and one's just a later New Line release. Um, that's a thing with VHS is the different releases and things. People really get into that stuff. I don't so much but it is interesting but yeah i i grew up watching freddy um i i watched all the classics as well but i would go rent the entire series and take them home and just stay in my room for a weekend and watch them over and over and over and over again so i was very excited to talk about this movie and especially with two people who were experiencing it for the first time because it, it, I think there are elements in it that hit different when you're watching it as a teenager than watching it for the first time as an adult. So I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. It, it's going to hit a lot different because mm-hmm. I've seen several horror movies since then. You know, well, more than mm-hmm. several. But I've seen horror films, you know, since 1984, obviously. And... <laughs> Um, so like when I'm watching a movie like this, cause this, you know, a, an older film, mm-hmm. I have to try to put my brain into 1984 me, right? Of course, it, obviously mm-hmm. in 1984, I was two. So, you know, there's <laughs> only, I was still a sperm and an egg. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but like, like, like what would it have been like watching this then, you know, and I try to like, if I'm going to do horror film, I have the you know, lights off. I have a little dark, you know, kind of thing going on. I had my, my drink and some candy and I was trying to experience it like I would have then. And I'm watching this movie and I am laughing at a lot of parts. I mean, I am laughing out loud and I'm sitting here thinking, would I have been laughing in 84 or would I have actually been genuinely scared? Because I always kind of put this movie in with the same ilk as Friday the 13th and Halloween. Halloween, the first time I watched it, which was in college, mm-hmm. actually scared me. I mean, it it gave me bad dreams. Uh, it's very unnerving. But nothing in this movie scared me. I mean, nothing. <laughs> there was one jump scare that got me. Otherwise, I was laughing because this movie is campy <laughs> and kind of dumb. Oh, wait till you and, see the sequels, man. Oh, I can't <laughs> the wait. The camp factor is exponential with each sequel, and I love it for that. <laughs> nice. Oh, I, well, I'm looking forward to it because, yeah, this this movie is just camp and tropes. and. Well, it this originated many of those tropes. Oh, yeah. I would say so. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, oh, I mean, I'm sorry to cut in on you. No, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But um, at, when this came out, Friday the 13th had come out. Halloween had come out. Texas Chainsaw Massacre had come out. So we had horror icons already. But none of them were like Freddy. And Freddy was like no other. Because he spoke. He had clear motives. And they weren't... Because if you think about Jason, 
there's there's a sympathetic aspect to him and to that story. He was a little kid that drowned because teenagers were busy having sex instead of watching the children that they were in charge of. But with Freddie, he from the get-go was an evil, evil being. He was a child murderer and the town took it upon themselves to, you know, take him out. And this is him exacting even more revenge upon them. So he sticks out in that aspect as well. But again, he's he's one of the few that spoke and had this outrageous personality and liked to toy with his victims before he killed them. Is there I'm asking because uh, you probably know I could look it up. But is, is there a prequel that's been done to this series? Not really. They did Freddy versus Jason, which tells yeah. some of that story. They show okay. some of the stuff, before, you know, when the, the parents came to kill him. And they show a few things in the later movies, some too successfully and some not so successfully. <laughs> but there's never been a prequel done. They did do a remake in, I think, 2010, mm-hmm. which wasn't well received, especially by uh, Nightmare on Elm Street fans. I it was okay, but they amped up certain aspects of it, and that had a little more of the backstory to it. But this yeah. one really just kind of throws you into it. Right. And you discover, as Nancy discovers, who this guy is. Right. Which I think is the best kind of way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I, I like that we, we get very little bit at the beginning of the – montage of him kind of making his glove and and things like that. And Mm -hmm. so like when I saw that, I thought, Oh, this is a real dude, right? Like that, that, cause I never knew that. I knew nothing about this other than you sleep, you die. (laughs) Like that's seriously like that's it. And so there was so much of this movie that I, I mean, I, I was amazed at how, I mean, this is a 38 year old movie, how much of it I had not been spoiled of. Yeah. Because I guess it's just because it's not talked about like, you know, spoiler free kind of whatever. I guess there's just an expectation that everybody's seen it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, there was so much of this that I just didn't know about. And you're right. You know, Freddie does talk and uh, you do learn a little bit more about him. Because, I mean, that was one thing we always asked is like, why is Michael Myers killing people? Like we watched, again, the the original Halloween and then the, the, the two remakes. And we're like, we still don't really know why he wants to kill Jamie Lee Curtis. Other, Maybe they'll answer that in the next one. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Like, we still don't really know why. And then, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, and this one is, yeah, this is just a revenge tale for him. And the only other thing that I didn't know was I thought that, so I always thought that when you go to sleep, he kills you in the dream, you just die in the real world. I did not realize that he can affect the real world through you. Mm-hmm. And so that scene, I took some pictures of, of me watching the show last <laughs> night when I was, uh, I don't usually do that, but there's the scene where and it was really, really well done when the boyfriend is, we're going to get to five word reviews here in just a second guys. But um, the boyfriend after the, the first couple have sex, uh, and the 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 camera is on a gimbal, right? So the the room is rotating, and the boyfriend is is, you know, in the shot, not moving, and she's climbing the wall and doing all this stuff. I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, this is really clever stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this is, I mean, for eight eighty four, like that's some really cool stuff. 
So I really enjoyed the film part of the movie, like the actual movie making magic mm-hmm. of this movie way more than, than the scary stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And, and maybe we'll get into why, uh, I don't know. I, we'll get into that later. So let's do some <laughs> five word reviews. Um, Andrew, why don't you go first, please? All right. I've got two. Um, Inception meets great horror film. Oh, that's and good. I like that. The second one is Home Alone: The Horror Edition. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, no, this you know, as I've said, it's the first time viewing it, and this movie just works for me. I don't know what it is about it. I just really, really liked it. <laughs> the only thing that there are two things that bothered me. One, the whole scene where. Uh, Tina sees him uh, in in the alleyway and his arms kind of like accordion out to the edges of the alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cheesy. Yeah. Um, and then I don't – I'm not too too fond of the ending, to be honest. Like Neither the, is Wes Craven. The te- <laughs> well, I can see why. <laughs> I can see why. Like that teaser, like the whole purpose of her defeating him is he's gone. Yeah. But yet he's back all of a sudden, you know. And so I don't know if it were explained that even that part was a dream and that maybe she never really woke up, then I might could buy it that way. But, you know, like Sean said, this cinematography I thought was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the practical effects are <laughs> definitely from the 80s uh, where where Tina gets slashed in that opening scene. And it's like, uh, I, I don't know how they achieved it, but it's clearly <laughs> like clay or something that they run the knives through or the razors through and split it open. But, you know, some of that's a little, a little cheesy as well, but the movie itself though, it works for me. And I, I didn't find myself being necessarily scared or frightened, but uneasy at times, just thinking about, how if this were real, if you could be hurt in a dream, which I, I read something that it's based on yeah, uh, where people actually die in, in their dreams or in a nightmare uh, and they die in real life. But, um, you know, it, that part of it kind of creeped me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. <laughs> how, hold on. How would you know? Like if you died in a nightmare how would you know? You can't ask them if they, because if they die in real life. I'm just saying what I read. I know. Like, <laughs> I understand that they probably had like probes and stuff on there. I don't know. Like, because I've always, either. I've heard that too. Like, that, that's like in one of those old wives tales. Like, if you fall and die in your dream, then you die. But like, how could you possibly know that? Because if you die in your sleep, it's not like you can ask. So. Did you have a nightmare? You know, I yeah, it's just one yeah. of those things that has been passed down through human existence, where they couldn't explain why someone didn't wake up, and they're like, "Well, they must have died in their dreams." Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, so I, I teased it. I'm going to say it. so. <laughs> so dreams for me are fun because usually, not all the time, but usually I can lucid dream. So, like in the movie, once she goes to sleep and realizes she's in a dream, she knows that she can bring Freddy out. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, 
once I just accept that this is a dream, I can control the outcome. I, I, I turn into a genie or whatever. Right. So like, mm -hmm. and I usually, and I'll admit, I usually have hero dreams. Usually I'm the hero and I have to, I have to overcome something, right? There's bad guys mm -hmm. doing something or I'm being chased by whatever. I mean, I've literally had dreams where like people are chasing me and, and I'm running and like in the movie and this movie does some really cool dream things too. Like she's trying to run upstairs, but like the stairs oh, yeah. are all like marshmallow. Turned goo. To oatmeal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I've had, I've experienced that in, in a dream. Like I'm watching mm -hmm. that relating to it going, Oh my God, I've done that. I've done it where I'm trying to run and I can't like my feet are stuck to the ground. But in my dream, I can just wake myself up, jump back into that dream. Only this time I'm behind the people chasing me and I'm now armed. Nice. You know, like things like that. And that's a lot of fun. And also it depends on how, how silly my brain is in the moment mm -hmm. because like there have been, well, I'll say this real quick. I said, yeah, just, well, I'm, you I'm, will I'm, love, you will love Nightmare on Elm Street three then. Yeah. You will love it. Okay. <laughs> nice. Little little tease for me there. Just oh, yeah, like that's that's a lot of people's favorite, but after that, what you just told me, you will definitely okay. Because <laughs> there was a time where we were we were watching Avatar: The Last Airbender in my house, you know, nightly. So mm -hmm. that I had lots of dreams where I was like a waterbender. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. but like in modern day things, and oh, so cool. like I would be at work at my place of work and then ninjas would show up. Well, there's not like a pool of water, but there's a water fountain over there. So I could use the water from the water fountain to create my weaponry. I, I, I know it sounds like I'm making this up. I swear. <laughs> these are my dreams. Um, no, that's cool. They're a lot of fun. All right. What are yours? Uh, do you have any, uh, you, uh, your five word reviews? I, I said the house that Freddie built, because that is what new line cinema is. Cause they, they, you know, optioned their underwear, everything to get this movie made. And it was such a huge gamble and it paid off because they were just a teeny tiny company. If this thing did not, was not a success, they were going to be done. They were done. Interesting. So the, the, because what you were saying before about the ending, they're like, we don't care about, you know, wrapping this up in a tight little bowl. We want sequels. We want to turn this into a franchise. This is going to be our cash cow. So that's why that ending is the way it is to leave it open for sequels. But but this 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 movie alone saved a movie studio and later we got Lord of the Rings, so it kind of paid off. <laughs> it's funny. Someone on Twitter not that long ago posted the New Line Cinema logo and said, "What movie makes you think of what movie comes to mind? And mm -hmm. for me, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. But it's the it's a good one. But it's the second one because I don't uh, think the first one was New Line. I'm um, not sure. I'm not sure yeah, because up until Pulp Fiction, because Pulp Fiction is technically an independent film that was mm -hmm. financed primarily by um, what's his face with the feet, um, Tarantino. Tarantino. Thank you. <laughs> With the feet. <laughs> I had Scorsese stuck in yep. my head. I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> but up until that movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the highest grossing independent film of all time. Jesus. It was an indie film. And I also like yeah. to remind people that it was also partially filmed in North Carolina. Uh, 
Whenever I can find a North Carolina collection, I'm a connection. I'm I'm going to go for it. I'm the same way with Iowa. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Why not? So, okay. So my my five word is uh, over the top horror fun. Sorry, over the top fun horror. Messed up my own five word. And 80s horror tropes while sleeping. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not nearly as clever as, as yours, but you too. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, but my God, the tropes in this movie. So, <laughs> so the trope that drives me crazy, and it feels like every 80s movie did this that had a child in it. And by child, I mean anyone under the age of 18. Is mm-hmm. if there is a kid in the movie... The adults aren't listening. Yeah. They just Because that's that's how you feel when you're a teenager. <laughs> they just don't listen. It feels like that's changed as movies have gotten older and you know like oh, newer yeah. you know, now like it feels like the little kid shows up and the adult goes, "Ooh, you must know something. Tell me the you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. you know Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is a different film if they treat the girl like they would treat her in the eighties. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a different film. Oh my goodness. Uh, all right. Some of the notes I'm going to run down here real quick, jump in anytime, but the, uh, wait, what? Sorry. I can't even read my own text. And this is my, I didn't write this. It's like message. Uh, did you have someone describe this for you? No. So, okay. So one of the things I did mention was earlier was this. I said, obviously I don't know these movies, but I thought he can only kill you in your dream. And so that's what brings me to like, like the dude, what he hanged. That's not a, that's not a sentence, but you know what I mean? The guy he hangs in the Mm -hmm. jail cell, like he was awake for part of that. And he didn't kill him in the dream. He killed him in the real world with a noose. So, is that is that pretty consistent with the rest of the franchise? Uh, yeah, they they play around a lot with Freddy's powers and what he's able to do, and they get crazier and crazier as the the franchise goes on. And in this one, um, they kind of spell it out a little, uh, but they don't go into too much detail. I think they just kind of want to leave things up to your own imagination. And he's essentially the boogeyman, and the boogeyman can do whatever he wants. And that's right. what makes it scarier. Okay. That's cool. Um, that I will say this in 1984 sensibilities. I can see why this movie would be genuinely scary because it's like, mm-hmm. like you just said, like, Oh, he can kind of, he, he can kill you in your sleep. Then you aren't safe anywhere. No. Cause everybody's got to sleep. Right. Right. And and so there there is, and I think honestly that's one of the reasons why I stayed away from this movie for so long is because, mm-hmm. like Michael Myers is scary, but it's like okay, just lock a door, yeah, you know, yeah. just you could get Catch away. Catch a plane and get the hell out of town, right? Yeah, just get <laughs> right. in a car and drive thirty miles an hour, you'll be fine. But because <laughs> he never runs, he just walks slowly, mm-hmm. and he does drive though. He's one of the few. Few yeah. killers that drives a car. <laughs> that is true. He does know how to drive a car somehow. He's been in an institution his entire life, but learned how to drive a car. Um, and he also has the biggest plot armor in the history of film. I mean, he's, he, he's indestructible. It's a, yeah. it's kind of insane how many bullets the man's taken <laughs> and is fine. 
Just just rub <laughs> some dirt on it, you know. And that's the great thing about Freddy too. He'll cut his own fingers off. He don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was so I also was it was an interesting choice when he cuts his fingers off. He goes, Hey, look what I can do. And he cuts his fingers off and it squirts green. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, he's and all then the scene... rotted and maggoty in the inside. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I was gonna I... say the scene where he cuts him himself open, like his chest open and mm-hmm. it's like green pus and stuff. Yeah. And especially in this first one, because he gets he gets a lot more vocal in the subsequent sequels, but especially in this one, it, the way he talks to them and the voice he uses and the little, like he's dancing around and doing all these crazy movements and the, the, the tone of his voice is like he's talking to small children mm-hmm. and like he's interacting with small children. And I think that's a really cool thing because he, he's a child killer and it just yeah. makes it even creepier. Yeah, well, yes, I totally agree. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Um, I did. So we we have to mention this. This this movie introduces Ro- uh, Robert Downey Jr. Johnny Depp. I don't know where I got that mm-hmm. from. This introduces yep. Johnny Depp, and I have to ask the question. So this movie only has this movie has four kids, and basically. <laughs> three adults basically essentially yeah Yeah. right you've got the two best friend girls uh the one of them is hardly alive on screen much so you've got nancy and then tina tina and again tina dies pretty early and very i felt her death was kind of the worst i feel like she was yeah (laughs) that death is is one of the most iconic horror deaths yeah and also i'll admit when i found out that she was 15 i was kind of like oh Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. One very sexually active fifteen-year-old, but I guess you know it's the eighties. <laughs> hey, it was the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I mean, she she goes rough. So you got her, and then you've got uh, Johnny Depp uh, as Glenn, Nancy Heather Langenkamp as Nancy, who was really mm-hmm. good in this. I thought she acted. Mm-hmm. She is really good. I thought she was really yeah. good, and uh. Rod, who is he? Rod, the last guy, the, the other kid, the bad boy. Yeah, Lance. Oh, was no, that? His? That was Glenn's last. Yeah, I think it's Zoo Zoo Garcia. Is that his name? As Rod Lane. I don't know. His his IMDb picture doesn't help me at all, so I'm not really <laughs> sure. Yeah, oh. That's who it is. I'm pretty sure. I have a connection to this movie. This is cool. I'll I'm gonna name drop here in just a minute. Anyway, <laughs> so you've got the four kids. And then basically her parents and then Freddie. I mean, those are really mm-hmm. the only adults in the movie because I think we meet Tina's parents for about five seconds. And all we know from them is her mom is, I guess, banging that guy. And yeah, he, uh, that's, whenever- that's something that's great about this film is, yes, the, the adults are, you know, don't listen to the kids at all, that kind of thing. But there's this like neighborhood trauma that's affecting everything because they all went and killed this guy together and swept it under the rug. And now the sins of the parents are coming back to be exacted on their children. Mm -hmm. And so there's broken homes. Uh, Nancy's mom is a full-blown alcoholic by the end. Right. Her and her husband, who's played by John Saxon, another horror legend, he's never there. 
he, you never see him in the house until the end. He's just never there. Yeah. And then you've got Tina's parents, mother, who is a mess. So the adults are completely, <laughs> completely dysfunctional in this movie because of what's going on. Yeah. And you don't really put that together uh, on first watch. Mm-hmm. Like I, the idea that, I mean, her mother talks about how the parents got together and did this, but I didn't really, I didn't really take into account that these are the parents of her friends. Like yeah, everyone knows about this, which that scene, like, you know, to, it explains why her mother is a drunk, but to keep that from the kids, you know, when someone says, I had a dream about a man in a red and green sweater and mm-hmm. he had knives for fingers and a hat, like if, if I knew someone that had previously died and had my child had no way of knowing mm-hmm. this person in real life, then I would have thought, okay, I need to figure, figure out something's going on here. Um, but they, she just kind of, well, they all, I guess, just kind of shoved it under the rug and yeah, until it kind of broke with, uh, with Nancy's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she, I think is the most, um, understanding of the parents which isn't saying much because <laughs> she because you know she's just she's just drowning herself in vodka the whole time um and she finally tells nancy what's up but like her dad is in full-blown denial like she just needs to sleep get her out of here because the mom tries to get her some help at least right yeah um, I'm going to be mean for a second, but she's also like the worst actress in this movie. She's not great. It's, yeah. It's, it's kind of bad. I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little soap opery. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but I, I just love the fact that like, she is such an alcoholic that when the daughter drops that whole bottle of vodka, the next scene, she's got another bottle of the exact same yeah, you know, she hit she hit it in the towels. Yeah, it's like <laughs> four or five bottles. Yeah, it, it was just it, it just cracked me up because like all I could think about is on the on the film set they're like, hey guys, we only have this one bottle, so we have to make sure that we film this scene last, right? Because you know this is it. Uh, we get one chance to drop it, so we better make you know make the sure the budget is very tiny. Yeah, make sure that no one like <laughs> their foot is in the shot or weird shadows or something like. We get one <laughs> shot. Uh, okay, so I I I just mentioned this, so I I have a connection to this movie. So I'm on the IMDb page and I'm kind of scrolling, mm-hmm. looking at the cast again. It's a small small cast, right? Which we just mentioned. Uh, obviously, Robert England England, excuse me, as Freddy Krueger, who is really good in this. Mm-hmm. As Freddy Krueger. I mean, he all he has to do is play a psycho, which is a lot of fun. But if you scroll down a little bit, uh, you get past, you get into a section where there's not a whole lot of people that have IMDb photos. And then you get mm-hmm. to David Andrews, who plays a character called Foreman. I don't know if he's like a Foreman. It just says Foreman. I don't know who that mm-hmm. is. Anyway, I've met him. So yeah. I did. I you, did you run into him? Well, sort of. He was on. So I. Uh, <laughs> you bump into him? Yeah, so so Lindsay, I worked on TV and film for a, a short while, uh, once upon a time, different career. Uh, I was in uh, the film biz, and he was on an episode of the TV show we were filming down in Charleston. And at the time, he was on the TV show Jag, if, cool. you, if you remember that show. And, oh, yeah. And that show had just wrapped um, 
five months earlier before being on my our show, the show that I was on. And so we got done shooting and I, I walked up to him and I said, Hey, Mr. Andrews, I'm, you know, I, you know, I was the boom operator at that point. I said, I know we're not supposed to like, you know, ask you stuff about your, what your whatever, but can I just ask like, what happened with Jag? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Jag was going for, you know, eight or nine, 10 seasons, right? Then they spin off NCIS. And then the, uh, the head of Jag, the actual, character that's like the the main boss the captain the the general judge advocate general the actual general mm-hmm. that that character retires and the actor i think also left the show so they bring on david andrews to play that new character oh. for the last season and so there's a scene in that last season where he is divvying out orders for the cast well he told me he said that scene i said yeah he goes they were not given scripts because they did not realize the show was ending. The main character, oh, no. the, the, the main actor had not re-signed his contract. He wanted to go do something else. And he didn't tell anyone else. So in that scene, all of the looks of surprise like shock. and shock are genuine because they are realizing they're out of a job. The show oh is ending. Oh my God, that's so crappy to do to somebody right wow. he's like that's like th- those actions so like Catherine bell was on that show along with the main actor and then one of the guys and so like they're like they're having these looks like like, like they didn't break character like no one stares at the camera but like they're so he, he said yeah they they we we filmed those genuine uh, reactions i said man that's crazy he said i was the only one because if you think about the scene i'm the only one with lines it's like uh-huh. oh my gosh you're right so anyway, I got to meet him. That's, he was a very, very cool. nice man. Okay. Uh, I I saw Heather Lang in camp. I didn't get to meet her. I saw she was, she had a big line at a horror convention and I had to leave. So I was like, uh, next time, next time she's at one, I'll catch her. Sure. <laughs> uh, she still works. I mean, she still does mm-hmm. stuff. Um, she did. She's done two other Nightmare on Elm Street films as well. Oh my gosh, nice. she's she was in a Star Trek movie. <laughs> she's our Star Trek connection, Andrew. Yes. That's great. Oh, and she was also on an episode of Jag. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, she was in Star Trek Into Darkness as Moto. Mm. Don't know who nice. that is, but she was in into, into Darkness. All right. Hey, I'm liking this. There's a lot of... I honestly didn't expect to find a... Star Trek connection in this movie. So that's really cool. Well, I'm very happy. All right. Um, last couple of things. Oh, modern teen listening to a record player while watching TV on his bed. I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. And it's only, it was funny to me because uh, my oldest son, who is in seventh grade, um, will be playing a video game while watching something uh, like a TV show on his iPad. And I'm like, how do you? How do you focus on that separate? Yeah. Yeah. It was funny because I like that scene because of Johnny Depp's line. He's like, yeah, Miss Nude America is coming on in an hour. And she's (laughs) like, well, how are you going to hear what she says? He's like, who cares what she says? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which (laughs) did, did, did people in the eighties have that kind of relationship with their parents that they would say that out loud like that? This kid did. I mean, (laughs) Miss Nude America is coming on, and she's just like, okay. Like, well, I kind of took that as he was being sarcastic. 
Probably. Oh, okay. And it's it's Johnny Depp. Right. <laughs> well, that's true. I just even even that just I mean again I was such a goody two shoes kid like I would never even I couldn't even fathom that joke. <laughs> you know, like, well, what are you doing? Like, even in like Spider Man, you know, when the principal walks in on Ned in the when he's trying to help Spider Man out, and she's like, "What are you doing in here?" He's like, "Watching porn." You know, like, <laughs> like I couldn't even make that joke. Um, but again, I'm such a, I'm such a whatever. All right, uh, Robert Eng- uh, England has done. Am I saying that right, England? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has done a bunch of stuff. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, it's- no, he's he is horror royalty. He started uh-huh. out on V, the series V. Yeah. Um he was just he had just finished that when um he was approached to take this role and originally they were going to cast an older male, like a 50 or 60 year old cuz they're like we Wes Craven was like we want him to have like an older sensibility to it but then he met with um with robert england and he's like well once you get the makeup on you can't tell how old he is so it makes no sense to cast yeah. an older actor and right. that uh, england was able to bring he was he was relishing being a bad guy yeah i mean even before he'd done he'd done 35 credits before he even got to v mm-hmm. or i mean i'm guessing i don't know he did v the tv miniseries and then V, the final battle miniseries, and then uh, the t- uh, nightmare, and then V, the series, <laughs> the TV series. <laughs> and then he would just go on from there to do also Nightmare 2, and then MacGyver, and then Nightmare 3, and just mm-hmm. Chud 2. Uh, and he did a bunch of the other night- Freddies. Gosh, he's done a bunch of them. I guess all of them, right? Except for the newest one. Freddy and um, except for two of them. Yeah. There's new nightmare. He, I don't think he was Freddy in that one. He played himself, but I can't remember if he played Freddy or if they had another actor do it. That's cool. Well, that's really yeah. I mean, the guy, like you said, he is he's kind of horror royalty. I mean, he's doing a, he's also doing a bunch of other just bad stuff like yeah, Lake the Mangler, Pla- <laughs> Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Like, what the hell is that? Oh yeah. And he's just, he's a great person to have in a movie like that to just be some crazed character. Yeah. Because he never plays just a regular dude. <laughs> he well, was in a TV he series. Plays creepy very well. Mm-hmm. He, he's in a TV series called Stranger Things. You guys haven't, have you guys seen Stranger Things? Oh, wait a minute. Okay. I, <laughs> boy, I'm going to look like an idiot. I thought, I know the, sh- I know the show Stranger Things. I do that. But for some reason, when I was, my brain was reading it. Like it, it sounded like it was like a something different, something different than Spoof. the Stranger Things. Yes, he's in Stranger mm-hmm. Things as Victor Creel. Yes, I know what Stranger yeah, Things is. My God, and um, yeah, because now that you've seen A Nightmare on Elm Street this season, you can see a lot of the influence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give you yeah. one guess. Do you think I've watched Stranger Things? <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it. I've watched the first two episodes. Okay. Like of the series or the, yeah, of, of the, the series. Season. No, of the series. Oh my god! What I are just you doing with your life, <laughs> watching <laughs> other things like movies for the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, the rest of season four drops this Friday. Yeah, yeah, I know. I heard it's great. I just, I just haven't watched it. I know. I can hear people season. yelling in their phones right now. Yeah. To me, season four is probably after the first season, probably the best one. 
it's it's a lot of fun and i um a lot of people so far dog the series because of oh why are they doing this or why are they doing that i just like the world it exists in and watching these characters because they do such a good job of it looks like the 80s because the 80s isn't all neon and tubular no the 80s were brown with bad perms and ugly clothes (laughs) (laughs) yeah now you're not wrong and they do it well on the show they do it very well uh, okay. Um, I'm basically out of notes at this point. Oh, I guess what I was actually trying to start off by uh, about seven or eight minutes ago was that I was talking about the characters is that obviously mm-hmm. the bad boy dude, he, he kind of sucks, right? Like we, we don't really care that he gets hanged. Um, <laughs> but like Johnny Depp's character kind of sucks also. Yeah. Well, they're yeah, they're not the focus of the story. They're just mechanisms yeah. to further the plot along. But like, I feel like, I don't know. Just it feels like in other movies where you have, you know, the final girl, right? Like this movie mm-hmm. is a final girl movie in which mm-hmm. the other characters are there to, I guess, support her. It just feels like, and other movies that we've seen, like the boyfriend is usually better than this. You know, oh, yeah. like it just it just feels like Johnny Depp is just there to be a disappointment for all yes. all guys, you know? Like just, yeah, he falls asleep. He doesn't he just doesn't care. Yeah, he just he, he kind of just he kind of sucks. And I and I feel bad for sucks. I feel bad for Nancy because you need to get another boyfriend. That's all I'm saying. All right. No, I would agree with that. OK. Any other any other things before we play some clips? Um. I would say that this was the first big hit for Wes Craven because he'd done uh, Last House on the Left. He'd done The Hills Have Eyes. And this was his really his first big block blockbuster that brought him into the, to mainstream horror releases. And if you look at have either of you seen Scream, the original Scream? Oh, yeah. Yes, I actually have. Okay. There's so many parallels between that movie and this movie. With certain things, certain relationship dynamics, like Billy's crawling through her window. We get the right. the crazy kill at the beginning, the weird phone calls, the voice, and uh, and you know the boyfriend gets arrested. They think he's the killer, but he's not. But he actually is. Spoilers for a twenty five year old movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> but there's a lot of parallel parallels there. And um, another thing that Craven did in this movie that he did a lot in his earlier films was he loved booby traps for some reason. Because <laughs> yeah. we get the whole Home Alone sequence, and he did that at the end of Last House on the Left. They set up all these crazy little booby traps for the bad guys, and he does it in some of his other movies. I think the Scream movie was when he finally abandoned putting those booby traps in there. <laughs> I mean, I was impressed with her, her, her craftsmanship, making that flash, mm-hmm. that, that uh, light bulb bomb that she made. I, I was impressed. Oh yeah. yeah. It was effective. Yeah. Good, good on her for paying attention in science class. <laughs> um, actually my last note, I lied. I have one last note. So the mom comes in and takes out the coffee maker and then she pulls out another <laughs> coffee maker and sets it on the yeah. thing. So I have two problems with this one. <laughs> Coffee is a strong smell. Now, maybe mom is so drunk she can't smell coffee, but we would smell coffee 
But then again, maybe the she's just got so much coffee in her room she wouldn't smell. That's I, true. I don't know. But just the fact that like how a whole hidden Mr. Coffee <laughs> yeah. next yeah. to the bed. Like she the, just and it wasn't it like it was under the bed. It was just on the floor, really. Yeah, did, essentially. Did, did she go to you know uh Radio Shack or where would you buy a coffee? Kmart in 84? Probably Kmart, yeah. Did she just go there on her own Sears. to buy a second coffee pot to have you know, as a backup? <laughs> I mean, like, you like, there's not because you don't have two in your house. No. And that goes back to the inspiration. Um, what inspired Wes Craven to write this story was those those newspaper articles he read about um, people. In, it was most I think it was Southeast Asia where young men were dying in their sleep. And one of them, his father was a doctor and he tried giving him sleeping pills, but the kid still wasn't sleeping. And then they finally got it. He slept like on the fourth or fifth day and he died in his sleep. And they found all the sleeping pills like tucked underneath his mattress. So he hadn't been taking them. And they found a coffee pot hidden like in a cupboard in his room. So he was secretly drinking coffee, throwing away the sleeping pills. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. We ready for some clips? Yes. Good. Let's do it. Because I am. All right. Here we go. Here's the punk kid saying things that no one in the 80s ever said. I had a heart on this morning when I woke up, Tina. Had your name written all over it. There's four letters in my name, Rod. How could there be room on your joint for four letters? <laughs> hey, up yours with a twirling lawnmower. No one, no one ever said that in the history of existence. Appears with a twirling lawnmower. No, or uh, your what did she call it? Your uh, your joint. Your joint. Your joint. Yeah. No one says I don't that think either. I've ever heard, heard it referred yeah. to as a joint. No, <laughs> either. I also noticed that when he did the he he did the up yours uh, hand signal wrong. Um, oh, he did. Instead of so instead of using like your left arm to hit your elbow to 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 thrust your fist, your right fist up into the air. He, it's almost like a Hitler salute, but it's a fist. He's like, he just points. Yeah. And he's like up yours. I'm like, that's not right. Did, did, were you not a kid? I mean, I know like usually they're a little older when they do this, but I, I don't think you know how to be a child. All right. Um, get a little bit of exposition via the news. Police say the victim, 15 year old Christina gray had quarreled earlier with her boyfriend, Rod Lane. Lane is now the subject of a citywide manhunt. Rod Lane. Okay. So I got that guy's name wrong. Uh, yeah. I just, when, when the guy, the news guy said that he was, she was 15. Yeah. Rod Lane. Yeah. Zoo Garcia is his name. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, she's 15. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. But anyway, uh, and this guy, this is also an actor who's still, he's still working. Uh, he's doing a bunch of stuff. Oh, is he doing, he's doing Hallmark movies now. (laughs) He did something called all I want for Christmas TV movie. This has to be a Hallmark movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. This looks like two people like on the cover in front of like a snowy park. Let's see. Scars. (laughs) So he did, this is Christmas where it it is. No, this one is just a picture of two people almost kissing by a Christmas tree. Mm. Uh, with, not a single actor I've ever heard of. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Hey, you're still acting. You got to do your thing, right? Just mm-hmm. do your thing. Good good on you. Um, I'm just trying to scroll down here Ooh, to see if he's in a... Uh, 
Oh, he was in We Were Soldiers. He was Captain Tony N- N- Nadal. I know who that guy is. We like that movie. I love that movie. Um, we Were Soldiers. It's really it good is a good movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, go back and find it. We did it a few years ago. He was in Predator 2. Yeah. So, guy's still working. Good on him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just says weird things. Okay. Uh, the teacher cracked me up here with this. You'll need a hall pass. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, just, I'm not equipped for this, but you need a hall pass. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's some bad acting. You better keep her home for a few days until she really gets over the shock of this. I've got something better. I'm going to get her some help. Mm. <laughs> This is so dramatic. I'm just going to get her some help. That's bad. I'm sorry. It's bad. Uh, This annoyed me. I don't know why. I guess because, I mean, I don't know. I haven't done any research on this. If like we know what dreams actually are. But for some reason, this just annoyed me. What the hell are dreams anyway? Mysteries. Incredible body hocus pocus. The truth is... You still don't know what they are or where they come from. Like it makes it sound like it's hocus pocus. uh, Yeah. It's like, it makes it sound like it's magic. It is in this universe. (laughs) Is it like, like don't like, I thought we know what dreams where they come from. Am I wrong? Like, I thought we know that now. I think I know where wet dreams come from. (laughs) Well, that's fair. I think um, they, they essentially know like what parts of the brain are active or working when we're dreaming, things like that. But as far as like the reasons we dream what we dream, I don't know. I, there's there's some science behind it. The, uh, the explanation that I was given once was that we have short-term memory uh, and then we have long-term memory. And as we sleep, our brain is defragging our hard drive, basically, and saying, this is the information we need to keep. This is the information we don't need to keep. Like like the little uh, little minions in Up, not Up, mm. in, um, in uh, Inside Out, right? They're, they're determining what gets to stay in long-term and what doesn't. So the information that's going from short-term to long-term, it, it physically grows past the part of your brain that uh, it creates uh, imagination. It's your imagination center. Oh, yeah. And so as it's traveling, that's what kicks in some of your dreams. So that's why if you watch a scary movie, sometimes you'll have a dream about the scary movie. Or if you're thinking about work a lot, then you'll dream about work, things like that. So it's obviously not an exact science because it's not, you know, there are times when I'll I'll have a dream about nothing at all that's related to anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're like, why did I dream about building a, you know, a lawnmower with my ex-girlfriend like i didn't you know but like did you take some ambien or something yeah actually the this the the dreams that really are the fun ones for me are like if the kids let me sleep in you know like if i wake up at 6 30 because i'm used to waking up then and then i get mm-hmm. to go back asleep for a couple hours those are the dreams that's that I get. when the fun starts yeah it really does like that's when i get to control yeah. shit so mm-hmm uh, this also just made me laugh. I got him! He's dead! I got him trapped! Help! Where are you? Everything is gonna be alright! Everything's under control! Get my back, you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, maybe I should tell the lieutenant. Oh, you mean, uh, this part here? Please! Maybe I better go tell the lieutenant. <laughs> 
Let me know if anything funny goes on over at my house. There's a kid screaming over there. Is that, There's smoke is that coming out of the window. I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> I Worst cop ever. It, oh, wait, he does suck. I just, I mean, again, I know it's the 80s and whatever, but like, like that part has not aged well because it's like there's a woman screaming and he's like, oh, it's fine, you hysterical woman. You know, like, like he did the verbal version of just like slapping her, telling her to calm down. You Essentially. Know? <laughs> it just cracked me up. Well, because a lot of the adults just think Nancy's crazy. Yeah. So like, yeah. oh, she's just nuts. Which she's is, freaking but again, out. That goes back to the whole idea of they know that. Oh, yeah. There's There's been some history here and. I don't. I don't know how you can ignore that, but especially whatever. the fact that the the husband is a cop, right? Like, yeah, he knows that his wife murdered this man, mm-hmm. and and I think that's why he's so dismissive of it and is is estranged from the family. Because, yeah. like I said, you yeah. never see them in the home together until the end. Yeah. All right, Marge. <laughs> That's his greeting to her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's that time for the clips are done. And now we are going to play a game, which this week our game is sponsored by. That's Serena over there. And that's Naomi. And we are the hosts of Weird Mythic Podcast. Yes, we are. Our show, Weird Mythic, covers stories about cryptids, which is what brought us together to create the show. But we also like to talk about anything paranormal and strange that happens in the world. We post episodes every Sunday on different topics, and we would love to have more listeners. We are on all podcast platforms, and you can find us on all social media sites as well. Give us a listen, send us some personal stories to share on the show, and we will love you forever. Yes, we will. We would love some personal stories, some cryptid encounters, and we hope that you listen and tune into the show. You can listen to Weird Mythic Podcasts wherever you get your podcast fix. All right, time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? This is the game that we have invented called Hey, Did You Notice? Uh, Andrew will ask us five questions. We'll go back and forth, starting with you, Lindsay. And this is okay. not a typical trivia game. No, this is how well did you know and pay attention to the movie? Now, you obviously have a distinct <laughs> advantage of having seen this movie probably more than five times, I would think. Oh, yeah. And I've it's, seen it uh, once. It had been a while since I revisited the first one, though. Uh, all right, Andrew, take it away. All right, so the first question goes to Lindsay, and if you get this wrong, then uh, Sean has a chance to steal, okay? Okay. Um, All right, Rod would never have been accused of murdering Tina, possibly, if Tina's mother hadn't decided to take a trip to where and for how long? Isn't it like Reno for four days? Uh, That's incorrect. Sean, do you have... An answer. I don't remember. Uh, Vegas for three days. <laughs> I'm going to give you half a point because it is Las Vegas. Okay. But it was for two days. Oh, okay. okay. I'll take I that half a point. My mom's yeah. gone for two days. And then later on, she says, My mom's in Vegas. So uh, banging that guy. Nice. So uh, half a point for Sean. All right. So this goes to you, Sean. And here we go. A crucifix hung above Tina's bed. 
What two animals decorated the wall above Tina's parents' bed? Oh, jeez. Uh, this is the 80s, right? So a tiger and a leopard. <laughs> no, Carol Baskin. All right, let's go to Lindsay. Uh, a bear and a rabbit. It was two peacocks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember that. <laughs> All right, no points awarded there. Um, Lindsay, we go back to you. Nancy has a poster of what popular band from the 70s and 80s on her wall? Oh, shit. Uh, Oh, crap. Is it Heart? Oh, that's not right. It's not Heart. Sean? Oh, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know. CCR. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs> it is the police. Ah, okay. Sting and the police. Nice. All right. And her dad's um, a cop. That's so. Yeah. Sean, this goes to you. What are the call letters for the television station Glenn is watching before his it. death? <laughs> uh, oh WKRB in Cincinnati. <laughs> no, Lindsay. KLT. Not correct. This one's kind of cool. This is K-R-G-R, which is Kruger Kruger. without vowels. Oh, that's... I remember it started with a K, but... And I did read somewhere that uh, that is the station that's used in every uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That actually is pretty cool. I like it. All right. Yeah, it is cool. (laughs) Um, Sean, this goes to you, right? Sure. No, this goes to Lindsay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, what movie is Nancy watching in an attempt to stay awake? Oh, shit. <laughs> I know I know this one, but I can't remember the name of it. Isn't it? Oh, God. <sighs> I can't remember. And, well, Sean, chance to see. Yeah, guess, guess something, because I'm going to feel bad if I win on half a point. <laughs> 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 Uh, I I don't know either. Um, I I'm tr- I don't know the fly. I don't know. It's like Dracula oh, sisters or something. I don't remember. It's the Evil Dead. Oh my gosh, it she's is? watching the Evil yeah. Dead. Yeah, she was watching the Evil Dead. I guess I didn't pay that close attention to it. Oh my gosh, is it shown on screen or do you just hear her say it? No, you see it, no, but it's, it's in black and white, isn't it? Oh, how did mm-hmm. I miss that? Oh, man, that's yeah. usually something that'd be all over. I might have been taking a note or something. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Yeah. Evil Dead. All right. Was that five questions? I think so. Did I just win on half a point? You I feel bad. Half a point. You yeah. On half a point. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, I did. I did have uh, about seven or eight questions on this, but. Uh, I, I kind of took some away. I just want to talk about some real quick. Okay. Uh, because you mentioned how much her mother drank. And one of my questions was, what is her drink of choice? And it's funny that you both said vodka. Because if you – and I had to pause the film <laughs> to, to actually get this. But it's gin. Is it gin? On the bottle. Yeah, on the bottle it says gin. <laughs> and then um, uh, a payphone – I won't ask this in a question, but – a payphone was on the wall in the basement of the school, which I thought was really weird. So I was going to ask what weird item was hanging on the wall, but that was kind of uh. obscure. So I, <laughs> I left that one out. But I thought it was kind of funny that the, in the basement of a 
high school in the boiler room, there's a payphone. Payphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. So there we go. All right. Well, well, one with half a point. So there you go. Uh, Lindsay will uh, <laughs> still get stickers from me, however. So that's fine. Uh, <laughs> time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Our top three this week <laughs> is movies that have dreams in them. So the character dreams in the movie. Um, uh, any kind of dream, good dream, bad dream, whatever kind of dream. We're just kind of keeping it pretty generic to make the list, I think, a little bit easier. Uh Lindsay, what you got? Do you want me to say all three or just one of them? All three. Go ahead and go for it. Okay. I've got Pee-wee's Big Adventure because he's got that nightmare in the hospital. Because he's got a couple dreams in that one. But I like the nightmare in the hospital where with the clowns and they're running with the big shoes and they lower his bike into the boiling pot, all that stuff. Um, And then the second one is National Lampoon's European Vacation, where they all have their little fantasy dreams on the plane Mm -hmm. as they're flying over, and they're all very, very different. (laughs) Yep. And then the third one is from The Princess Bride, when Buttercup has that dream where the old lady with the mole on her face is shouting, boo, boo. (laughs) Nice. That's a good one. Those are great. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was hoping I could find it real quick, but I guess I can't. That's a bummer. Uh, when I typed in boo in my library, uh, uh, Book of Eli came up first. So <laughs> that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So my turn, right? Um, <laughs> I can't believe I don't have that handy. Oh, there it is. <laughs> boo! Boo! There we go. All right. It was worth the wait, I promise. Uh, <laughs> my top three, I did Minority Report because it, it feels like mm-hmm. he's constantly dreaming about uh, his son, Sean. Number two is an 80s movie called The Explorers in which the alien sends information and designs for a spaceship through dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a movie we should probably do for the podcast. I'm just saying. I think uh, I think the world needs some more young Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix mm-hmm. in their life. <laughs> and my number one, I was so happy that this worked out, is Star Trek First Contact. That movie does the trope where you start the movie off and something bad happens, and then you find out that it's a dream, only to find out that the next layer is another dream. Right. Jeez. Yeah, it does the double trope, the double <laughs> double dream trope there, and that is okay. Andrew. All right, I have uh, Happy Gilmore at number three, where he is. Yeah. Dreaming oh yeah. Going to his happy place. Yeah, his happy place. Um, <laughs> I have a Christmas story. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and then Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Great dream. Uh, for the first time, and I don't couldn't tell you how long, we have zero responses on Twitter. Oh, uh, not one person has a movie that they can, can think of. Uh, Facebook, we did have Cameron. Good, our good friend Cameron jumped on and said American Werewolf in London, uh, The Burbs, and The Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I almost said The Big Lebowski, but... I figured somebody else might say it, so I didn't. So thank you, Cameron, for that. I do appreciate it. Again, 
a perfect opportunity for people to participate on Twitter, and I will read it uh, out loud and, you know, get your name on my show, but such is life. That's fine. All right. I'm time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give the movie a score from zero to (laughs) ten. Zero to ten. Obviously, zero being, you know, the worst thing we've ever seen, like (laughs) Birdemic. And 10 being really good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Andrew goes first here. Well, IMDb has a 7.4. And um, I like that. But I'm going to, because of some some age to it and some practical effects, I'm going to drop it by 2. I'm going to go 7.2 All right. out of 10. 7.2. That's a pretty good score. What say you, Lindsay? I'm going to give it an 8. Because, I I mean, I have a lot of respect for this movie and just how little money and little time that they had to pull it off. I think this was shot in like 34 days was the production time on this. And they had zero money and things went wrong. And there was fighting between Wes Craven and the producer over certain aspects of it. And just that everything came together with the right cast and the right script and the right director at the right time that it was as successful as it was. Cause it made back its budget opening weekend. Mm. Nice. Okay. Um, I'm going to actually kick back real quick because literally I just got a Twitter, no- Twitter notification. Shoot <laughs> the flick just chimed in saying in no particular order, nightmare on Elm street, total recall and wizard of Oz. Ah, yeah. So, Thank you, Shoot the Flick, at Shoot the Flick on Twitter. Appreciate that. Uh, I will give this movie a 7.5 because uh, I had a really good time with this. Oh, wait, why didn't that work? Uh-oh. My... <laughs> uh, no one cares except the fact that my um, my Excel spreadsheet no longer works. Oh no. Oh no. I can't tell you what the the score is because I can't math. Uh, well, on my own. We, honestly, what happened is we never thought we would make it to 402 episodes, so we didn't <laughs> drop the formula that far down. I mean, <laughs> all I do is just Okay. That gives us a 7.7.56 repeating. There we go. Nice. Yeah, that's a good score. And I Drag the thing down. All right. <laughs> Sorry, that was dumb. <laughs> Lindsay, please tell my listeners where they can find more of you. Um, you can find me on YouTube. Just search my name, Lindsay Washburn, and it's Lindsay with an A. A lot of people spell Lindsay with an E, but mine's with an A. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I've always got something going on. And on the Bad Movie Night podcast as well. We are live every Tuesday this summer awesome cool now i'm starting to make sure yeah i had to make sure Ooh, did the the graphic did we make for this week did we spell your name right but we did (laughs) so good job sam (laughs) (laughs) oh well that's awesome uh lindsay thank you so much for coming on the show this has been an absolute pleasure um i hope you had a good time because i know that i did 
I, I did. I did. And it was fun to discuss this movie with two people who hadn't seen it yet. And there's so there is so much more to talk about with this movie. Um, but a lot of it has already been said because this movie is held up there as one of the greats of horror and especially 80s horror because it births so many icons and iconic tropes and things that a lot of people have tried to copy down the road um, and sometimes a little more successfully, sometimes less successfully. And I highly encourage both of you to explore the sequels to this movie because they get uh, they get pretty nutty. <laughs> nice. I like nutty. Maybe, um, yeah. I don't know, maybe we'll uh, we'll just have you back on and we'll just keep doing the, uh, the Halloween. Oh, definitely. Uh, we'll work our way through the series. That would be fun. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> it, we, we have a couple of guests that like they, we, they've, uh, we have accidentally pigeonholed them into certain things. Like Cameron, who commented on Facebook, he's our sword and sorcery guy. Like we've, yeah. we've only had him on for, he did Willow, uh, Fellowship of the Ring and King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. So like he can only do those kinds of movies. So. <laughs> Maybe you can be our uh, Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street um, companion. I like this idea. We'll, uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> once every six months, we have to make sure we watch uh, a nightmare film. I like it. Um, that's Definitely. it. I like it. Go to our website, cheapsreviews.libsyn.com. There you can find links to all of our other stuff, including our store. Go buy some merch. That'd be really cool. As well as uh, leave us a review. That would be super awesome to leave us a review on either – Spotify or iTunes. Um, that really helps. In fact, I was supposed to have this ready and I forgot because I suck. And that is <laughs> we had somebody leave us a review recently and I like to read those on air. So thank you so much to the awesome words. I have to scroll all the way down because when you have 400 <laughs> episodes, you have to scroll down a lot on iTunes. Thank you so much to, Oh, we've got another one. Oh my gosh. We've got two, two reviews here. So from pop etymology, great way to revisit some of your favorite movies, chill yet well-researched. Well, thank you. Cool. And then, uh, as of a couple days ago, uh, from not B A M F not BAMF. Okay. Uh, they said, great in-depth movie talk and fun conversations. A really good show for anyone who likes deep dives into your favorite movies. Well, that was just very nice. Thank you so much. And Those I are did, very nice reviews. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't expect to have that second one there. That just made my night. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. So that's it. That's the show. Thank you all so much for listening. Again, support the show in any way you can by you know sharing it and liking it and all that great stuff. Next week is another we haven't seen movie, though this is a pretty new movie, so it's pretty understandable we haven't seen. We are watching uh, my spreadsheet just freaked out. What the heck just happened? Okay, here we go. We're watching Nightmare. Yeah, I'm having all kinds of issues. We're having Nightmare Alley. We're watching Nightmare Alley, that new film that came out, I think, last year with uh, the Carrie from the Dick Tales uh, podcast. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Oh. No, not Bradley Cooper is not joining us for that. No. <laughs> oh, that'd I was be cool. Say. That's no, that a good cool. get. That would be a good <laughs> get. No. Uh, Dick Tales is good too. Yes. Uh, Carrie is hilarious and it'll be a lot of fun for that. So next week, Nightmare Alley. 
Uh, that's it. So on behalf of Lindsay and Andrew and Sam, who's again still on vacation, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.